You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm joined by Brendan Chapetti from the band Bleeding Through. Hey Brendan, I got to see you guys in Sayreville, New Jersey uh, a few weeks ago with Shai Hulud. And thanks for letting mm-hmm. me interview you. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Come on. Okay. So first, what nationally, what nationality is Chapetti? It's Italian. Okay. Um, I thought I'm also uh, Italian. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I know. I see. I believe it's a northern Italian of northern Italian descent. Um, that's where the name comes from because the SCH in the name it comes from like more of like a German Swiss type name. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm Italian. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm also yeah. So um, I'm uh, my like nationality. Uh, my last name as you it right yeah, Antonio. there, Antonio. Uh, yeah. we're from uh our family's like from Abruzzo, Italy. Do you know where that is? What's that? Uh Abruzzo, Italy. Uh, I've heard of Abruzzo, yeah, Abruzzo? for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're from there. So uh well we, I never lived there, but like my great my great grandma, I think, or great great grandma is from there. That's awesome, man. So, um yeah. So for those that don't know, what are you doing bleeding through? Well, I, I'm the screamer, singer, frontman of Bleeding Through. Um, it's something that I never wanted to be a, a lead singer of a band. I always wanted to play guitar. And um, I played guitar in bands. And then eventually I started filling in for a couple of the bands I played guitar in uh, singing. And then I had a friend of mine that basically was like, hey, like, you're really good at being like a frontman. Like, what if you just be a frontman? And I'm like, okay. And so we started bleeding through and it kind of just kind of went from there. But okay, cool. I started playing music as like a guitar player. Like I want, I love guitar. I played guitar in a band called Throwdown and 18 Visions and a whole bunch of other bands as well. So, um, and then when bleeding through started, it was kind of one of those things where I didn't ever think that bleeding through was ever going to leave Orange County where we're from, you know? And then yeah. we put out a demo and that turned into a CD and then eventually just kind of came to this thing. And it was cool, man. Um, so I had to like embrace being a singer. And okay. so, but for me, I was always very, uh, not like scared on stage of being a singer, but it was more like, um, I struggled with some like mental disabilities that were really holding me back a little bit from like opening up on stage. Um, but I learned how to kind of cope with that and get through that. And, and yeah, I feel like now that's like my best, my best thing is that I, because I have those issues that I think it, it translates well on stage and it, it makes for like a really energetic approach. And I just, you know, you've seen us play. I, I don't stop moving. It's like, I just, I, I just, I love it. I love, love being the front man. Yeah. Uh, my mom has a really, really old third on shirt. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a funny story. When we were on tour with Throwdown, when I was on tour with Throwdown in 1999, wow. um, our the lead singer of the band lost his voice. So I had to step in and sing a show. And the first show I ever sang in a band on tour or anything 
was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So New Jersey is where the first ever time I actually got on stage and with a microphone and sang a show. It's kind of crazy. Cool. Did yeah, you man. play guitar and sing at the same time, or just no? The 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 singer we had moved the guitar, and then I just moved, I just took the, so you the just microphone. Positions. He swapped it out. Yeah. Nice. I played the guitar on stage last Tuesday for the first time. Nice. Did you like uh, it? Yeah, it was very fun. With uh, this yeah. this band called Keep Flying. They're like kind of like a ska. They're a mix between like ska and hardcore. I know it sounds really weird, but it's actually really good. That's and, cool, man. Um, I got to play on stage with them because that's awesome we're friends with them so how long has bleeding through been a band we started in 1999 um so we started in like like i said like my friend saw us play a show a, sh a local show where i sang for throwdown and came out to me afterwards like you need to be a singer of a band and i'm like well i don't really want to be and he's like but you you should you have it like i watch you on stage and you 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 look you're you're a singer you're a front man so let's start a band and i'm like okay and we started it. We just put together a band um, with a bunch of people from other bands uh, in the area, like a band called Taken. And and uh, and so it was kind of like a mix of like people from other bands. And uh, it started in our drummer's bedroom and it kind of went from there. It's cool. Uh, I guess you're happy you decided to sing in a band. Yes, I am very happy. I'm happy with my decision for sure. Yeah. So where's Bleeding Through from? And do you all still live there? Yeah, we're from, I mean, we're based out of Southern California, mainly Orange County. So all like the areas like around that, like, you know, uh, Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, uh, Orange, Irvine, and then our drummer was from the Inland Empire. So he lives out, uh, he was from Redlands. So just that, and then Marta, our keyboard player, actually is from, C uh, she's from Idaho, but we met her when we were on tour in Seattle. So oh. um but we were all based out of Orange County. Still are based out of Orange County. That's yeah. cool. So uh, for those that for those not familiar with Bleeding Through, what song should they look up? And do you have a favorite song to perform live? Man. I mean, I like to kind of always tell people to go with something newer because you get like a fresher kind of like look but and feel and listen. Um, I would say the song Rage from our last like um, EP, which is titled Rage. Um, that'd be a good song to do first and then kind of work your way back. Maybe start with like our record Portrait of the Goddess. Um, there's a song called Savior Saint Salvation that on that record that is a really cool song. And we recorded it in 2001. And, you know, our friend uh, M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold sings on it. It's a really cool song. Um, it was just I think that song you listen to it, you get a, you get a pretty good grip of like what Bleeding Through is and, and how we started on that one. With someone from Avenged Sevenfold, uh, someone your song. Yeah, yeah, we've been friends with them forever. I mean, it's kind of cool to see that band where they are now because you know back in the day they were they were going on tour with us and opening for us, and it, oh. it's really cool. They're they're some of the best dudes ever, man. Like, um, they've always stayed very true to like their roots, and they're rooted in hardcore and metal and stuff like that. But they just wanted to be this the biggest band they possibly could, and. They, they are, they've achieved it. So it's really cool to see a band start with the same place that we started and get to that point. Yeah. Uh, my guitar teacher taught me one of the uh, an Avenged Sevenfold song. Uh, I kind of, I don't remember what it's called. Um, I know it was in drop D, which is probably their main tuning because I don't, Yeah. I know some Avenged Sevenfold, but not much. Like I know like one song that he taught me. Yeah. I don't know what it's called though. <laughs> it's cool, oh. man. That's, 
they do hard guitar stuff so that's cool for, that's cool for you yeah uh so what's your favorite place you've toured in and what's the most obscure place you've toured in Damn. i'd say probably my favorite place is australia um just from day one when we went down there in 2005 i believe was the first time and we just got received with open arms from the people down there and they they made us feel like we were part of them and they were part of us they just made us feel really at home it was just a, a really cool thing and through the years of going there we've always been received very well and just a really positive vibe down there all the time and they love they love heavy music so it's just a good it's just a good like good thing down there man like um we hope to go back there soon uh, we've been there i think six times um wow. through our career which is a lot <laughs> yeah. but you know we kind of we had popularity down there so it was one of those things where we got offers down there a lot. As far as most obscure, we did play a show in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and wow. when we played it, we when we played in Malaysia. We played in Southeast Asia a, a lot of places, but the Malaysia show was definitely interesting because I had to have a meeting on a phone with the government and explain my lyrics to them. Um, and because it's very controlled there, it's very like religious based and a bunch of different, like a bunch of different cultures are there. So, um, and they told us that we were the first American metal band to go there in six years. So, uh, uh, what, how do you say it? I know I love geography. I just don't know much yeah. about Malaysia. How do you? Kuala, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. I mean, people, call it K, people call it KL Malaysia. You just call okay. it KL. Um, okay. But yeah, that was interesting because we went down there and it was such a, a blast of cultural diversity. And it was so amazing. Like the people in the, we had no idea if people were even going to be at the show. Like who knows about us in Malaysia? And first we had to, you know, I had to meet with like government officials and they're telling me what I can do on stage and what I can't do on stage is very like, there's a lot of rules, but the fans were great. Um, we did a, you know, we hung out with them a lot after the show. We had a lot, like a really good time. That was probably the most, um, interesting place we played just because of what it took to even get on the stage and how we had to, you know, convince their government to let us play on the stage. That's awesome. Did yeah, people sing along and like did they? Yeah, it, it was crazy. I, I awesome. one of those things where I'm like, how do all these people know about our band? And they just yeah. did, and it was really cool. It just like all it's cool that it like you said, it's cool that like the music can get all the way out there to like Malaysia or yeah. Australia and it just everywhere. So global. Yeah, man. It's, it's insane. Like hardcore punk rock metal, it travels well. And it, it really makes the world feel a lot smaller because we all are like fans of this music and stuff like that. And so just the people that we've met and the experience we've had have been great. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite food from another country? Um, well, I, what's funny about that, that question is that I like Indian food, but only not in America and the, in Europe, Indian food is great. And it's, it's like curry and stuff like that. So like we're talking about Malaysia, they have great Indian food and stuff like that. So Australia has it too. So anywhere we're outside of the United States, I always go Indian food. Cause I like really Canada spicy. Canada's still good Indian food? What's, what's that? Canada have good Indian food? Canada has good Indian food too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, do you have a crazy or funny tour story you want to share? Well, the craziest tour store that we've ever had is we, in 2000, I'm trying to get the, the year right, but maybe 2003, we were in a very bad band accident where you could go on YouTube and look it up, just look up bleeding through band accident. It's crazy. Um, so we were driving from Utah to Colorado 
and we hit a patch of black ice and spun off the road. But when we spun off the road, there was a, a wreck on the other side where the police officers on the other side were taking care of another, uh, another wreck and they had their dash cams on. So they captured our van spinning out of control, heading towards the cops. And it showed our trailer flip, like breaking off and flipping. It showed our merch and equipment flying everywhere. It was crazy. So it's been on like police craziest videos. And we were on all these like crazy shows like that, like because they, because the police cam got our van accident actually in it. So that was the craziest thing ever. Um, we see it from their perspective and we realize how lucky we are to even be alive because when we were spinning out of control, kind of, we hit a car that was already flipped over from the black ice going the other way. And that car, because we hit that car, we did not start flipping. And we would have started flipping if we didn't hit that car. So that would have been way worse. So wow. it was kind of a crazy story. Um, definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I'll have my mom put the video at the end of this podcast. I'm so Yeah, do, you mind. can. That'd be cool. Um, were, were there any energy, injur, injuries from it? I almost said energies. <laughs> no, there were, luckily, we, we all walked away from that. No injuries. I think our tour manager had like a little cut on his head. But other than that, like we walked away and we're very, we, we still talk about it all the time how lucky we were to walk away from that. Yeah. So what was the first punk, metal, or hardcore show you attended? And how old were you? I was 11 years old and I went to a Sublime show. That's how old I am. Yeah. So you got started. Say, yeah. I was 11 years old. I went to a Sublime, a Sublime show um, in Huntington Beach. And it was like Sublime and a bunch of other punk bands on there but that was my first like underground punk show i ever went to and i was like hooked right away i'm like this is great like the energy the camaraderie everything about it it looks it's very human you know you could like you could meet the bands and it's very cool so that was like the that's the thing that really got me into it nice bad religion was my first concert i was nine and it was in orlando florida even though i live in delaware yeah uh so every year um we go to disney world like me and my family yeah, uh, around late October, early November, and on our way there, before, wait, was it before or after we went to the parks? Before. Okay, uh, before, like before we started going to the parks, like the day before, there was a Bad Religion show in Orlando at like Universal Studios because they have like a Hard Rock Cafe or something. Yeah, yeah, we played Hard Rock before. That's cool. That's a yeah. good. That's a that's so Bad Religion was your first show. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good first show, man. I know. That was really fun. They're so, great. What are some bands that you that first got you into heavy music? And what's a band you suggest other people go see live? Well, when I got into heavy music, when it started getting a little bit more like from punk rock to heavy, I mean, I started like listening to bands like Pantera and Slayer and stuff like that in the metal world. But punk rock wise, I got when I got into hardcore, it was a lot of Chromags, Sick of It All. A lot of the New York stuff is what let's do, Judge, all that kind of stuff. So that's the stuff that really kind of pulled me towards it. Uh, a band that's called Integrity that's been around for a long time. They were a band that really got me involved, got me like stuck on it. But I mean, one of my, my favorite bands is Chromags, um, and they just bring the energy. It's so insane how to see some of these older bands. And I'm not, I'm saying older because we're older too. But like, but like to me, those bands are still older than us, and they still bring it like so hard. So if you can. One of the greatest bands live, period, is Sick of It All. Sick of It All is 
automatic. They're just such a good energy. They're so professional. They're so good. They're so tight. Everything about them. Some of the best dudes we've ever met and had the experience to tour it. And, you know, I'd say probably that's a band that you should go, go see like right away. Yeah. I saw them three times so far. Once at yeah. Fest, one at the Auto Bar in Baltimore and one at Brooklyn Bowl, uh, Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia. Oh, nice. That's and awesome. Yeah. They're, they're great. Great people. Yeah. They, they, we did a tour with them in, in Europe in 2003 and that really kind of like helped us um, as far as like knowing how to operate your band and knowing how to uh, put the energy forth and take care of yourself and make the band and the, the experience and the show for the fans that are there the number one thing and they that they instilled that in us at a very early on age for us and we've just carried that for a whole career. Oh. I'm also going to see them five times in March. Albany. <laughs> Sayer, let me think. So Al Albany, Sayerville, Millersville, PA, uh, Leesburg, Virginia. Wait. Oh, and then Baltimore. Yeah, there you go. And my cool, mom, man. And my mom used to work uh for them selling merch in 2008. And oh, that's amazing. Well, then you, then she knows. You know how amazing that band is. They're incredible people. They're incredible. And she went to Europe with them selling merch. So nice. that's where they're they're really big in Europe. It's it's yeah. it's incredible to see because saw, that's cool. Yeah. I saw like uh I saw them on like a giant stage in Europe. I think it was like France somewhere in like France or something. Yeah. Uh and uh you know how like uh Pete likes to jump jump around a lot on stage? Yeah. I bet he had so much fun on that stage because he had so oh, much man. space. I know it's cool, man. I mean, like seeing him in the States is one thing, but when you see him in Europe in front of like 5,000 people, you're like, this is what this band deserves for their time of doing this and being such an influence for all these other bands. Like they deserve that. So it's cool to see them on that stage. And it's, it's, it's another level of awesome. Yeah. Um, check out my episode with Pete, I guess. So yeah, I will. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. Now, now for some non-music related questions. Other than music, what do you do for a living? Uh, I own a gym. I've owned a gym oh. called Rise Above Fitness for the last 12 years. Um, I got into fitness at an early on age. Um, I was an athlete in high school, and the weight room was always something that I really liked, and it was good for my head. And uh, I've always kind of seen it as like music and fitness to me goes hand in hand. I can't do one without the other. And so I decided like in 2000, 2010 that I was going to, really dedicate myself to like opening a gym and, and starting a culture in the gym. And, um, it's, I mean, it's still going, it's, it's a really cool spot. It's unique. It's in Huntington beach, California. Um, you know, we listen to heavy music and punk and just everything in here. And it's a definitely unique type space that there's nothing like it around. So I just kind of wanted to build that, like how I built a band and build a culture. And so that's what I do on the side. That's not on the side. I mean, but yeah, that's that's my that's my day to day job. Like I, you know, yeah. I'm here every morning at six a.m. and leave at about seven p.m. and you know, it's cool. Train people, get people in shape, and and have them crush goals that they didn't think was possible. And it's really rewarding. It's just it's a positive environment for me and my members every day, and it's awesome. Wait, what happens when you're on tour? Uh, when I'm on tour, I don't really tour. We don't really tour like long stints of time. We we're pretty much like a week weekend stuff like that because we all have like other jobs and stuff um yeah. but like we just 
we luckily enough we have people that support us and and we have help at the, i have help at the gym to kind of to to cover cover clients and cover time like that so i could still play music cool so what was your favorite tv show as a kid man roseanne oh yeah <laughs> i've heard of that <laughs> yeah or seinfeld roseanne or seinfeld those are my I've favorites i've heard of seinfeld yeah um well if you had a time machine would you travel to the past or to the future with the promise that nothing you do in the past could affect your current life well no it could it could affect your current life just like if you wanted to but like um yeah if you kicked the rock in the wrong direction it wouldn't stop you from being born okay so, i would i would probably go in the past yeah i would uh, also, what year uh, do you think you'd want to visit? Man, you know, I, I always would tell my brother, because my brother is about, he's like eight years older than me. I always tell him, like, I wish I went to high school in the 80s, because that was probably the best time to go to high school. And the 80s were, like, such a good time for music and fashion and culture. Um, a lot of things were coming up during that time. And, um, you know, just to kind of be around that, like, every day there was something new, like a new technology or a new something or other. Like it was just very, I, I look back and I love the movies from that time. I, I love the music from that time. Um, I just would have went back to the, just to experience that sort of like the surroundings and, and how awesome it might have, it should, it would have been. And you could also, uh, you could also see Metallica at a small show at like, a yeah, you could see Metallica in a club in front of like 300 people, which would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, so would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? I'll rather, I'll take the big one, horse-sized duck. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I would do the hundred duck-sized horses because, um, let's, let's, uh, let's say there was one horse-sized duck. He could chop your head off easily because ducks already could like, they can already, yeah, they can bite. Hurt. but when it's giant, still gonna have teeth it could rip and it could it could decapitate you yeah i feel like for me i would want to spend just exert all my energy to one thing instead of like a bunch of little little ducks <laughs> little like final yeah. boss yeah yeah so um if you could tell your 11 year old self anything at all what would you like to tell him keep following your passion keep following what like makes your heart happy um just do what makes you happy um i kind of realized at an early age that i'm going to set forth in this life and do things my own way because of the things that i like like music and the only way that you can really do it is to sacrifice and, and go for it and you know there's been ups and downs in my life but music's been the constant it's been a savior for me um so i just would have said you know what just follow your heart and do you and really just do what makes you happy in life. And that time, that was music for me and it made me happy and it still does. So I would have just okay. told myself, like, keep doing what you're doing. Just whatever makes you happy, just go for it and give a hundred percent towards what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and it will be accomplished. Nice. Uh, so anything you'd like to add before we wrap things up? Uh, I mean, really, it's been a blessing. I mean, we've been a band for 23 years now. Um, that's a long time, <laughs> almost 24. Um, that's, you know, that's more than half of my life and it's been an honor 
um, to even do these like podcasts still um, and have people want to know about my band is definitely a blessing for us that we still get to do it after all this time. So just want to say thank you to everybody that supports us. Thank you for you for having me on and getting the word out for this band that's, you know, old band, you know, still, but there's still a lot of people that have yet to discover us. And so, you know, thank you for giving us that opportunity. Okay. Well, uh, thanks to Brendan for joining me today. And thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Until next week. Bye. Better, dude. Thank you. You saw that incredible footage in which some Utah Highway Patrolmen had a very close call when a van spun out on a snowy road. You know that the cops were okay, but what about the people in the van? Les Trent reports. Everything was just so chaotic. It's pretty crazy. They're members of a California band called Bleeding Through, and they're not talking about their latest concert. They're talking about their brush with death on the icy highways of Park City, Utah, captured on police dashboard cameras. They were bound for a gig in Colorado when it happened, just moments after cops were dealing with another car that had spun out of control. Well, I was driving, we were driving over the pass, and as we were going on a, on a curve, there was a bridge and it was all iced over. And we spun out and into the center where we hit another car that had already flipped over in the center. And our trailer broke off the van and flipped all over the place, throwing equipment in all directions. Miraculously, nobody was badly hurt, including the cops who nearly got hit. If it wasn't for the car that we hit that was already turned over, we would have started flipping. The dash cam video was played all over the world, giving the band the kind of fame they'd like to have as musicians. I had a friend in Australia call me yesterday telling me he saw it on his local news channel in Australia. So the band will play on, knowing it could have been a lot worse. Who knows what could have happened? We just totally lucked out. Well, they sure did. The band's about to head out on a five-week tour of Europe. They tell us they won't be driving.